Welcome back to How Social Is Your Media? This is Joe, your host, and on today's episode, you are going to meet Pete Bella, owner of Twist Creative Studio. So sit back, relax, and enjoy yet another introduction to all of your ears of the amazing digital creator and entrepreneur. And again, always be sure to follow the show. All right. Welcome back, peeps. Uh, take two on this. Some technical difficulties. So you didn't see those, but we did. So, you know, it's always great to, to laugh and have fun. So today's episode is going to kick off season three or four. I don't even know anymore. It's what happens when you don't podcast consistently, but it is an anniversary episode. My normal guest um, is in hiding while he records more music. So I have invited Mr. Peter Bella to the show. Peter, how are you? I am, as I said before, super well. <laughs> <laughs> so, so and I won't go into what I said before. So uh, it's great seeing you. It's great being able to do this over the interwebs, whenever the interwebs are not full of cobwebs. So um, that's we'll right. Let's see, see how it goes. Um, you know, I, I, this has been a long time in the making. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things. Sometimes it's Sometimes it's kind of tough to bring people on your show that are, Similar in business, even though you're not direct competition, because um, you're in Arkansas and I'm in Indiana. So right, right. Um, but you know, it's always just kind of weird. It's kind of intimidating. So just to put that out there, I didn't, I didn't let you know that in all the pre-show talk where we we're getting the technical stuff out. Oh goodness. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's just one of the things that sometimes it's difficult to bring somebody on your show, and you're just like, oh wow. Yeah, this this guy's pretty damn good. So um no, and everything. But but Pete and I, we've known each other through another avenue anyways when he used to live in Indiana. So we're both members of the 501st. So uh, that's how we we got our our start, I guess, together. So yes. Um, so with that though, let's talk about what you do and why you're on the show. So I think, you know, what is it that you do yeah. out there in the world? Um I do multiple things and I even kind of um, come at that angle on my business website too. So uh, again, we don't want to go into like, you know, a four hour episode of uh, who I am, where I'm from. Uh, but the, the easiest background for me to do, it won't be very short, but it, it'll be quick. Um, so I have been a creative person forever. So literally go back to, you know, childhood and uh, loved making and tinkering. Uh, I even once made a light switch box for a light show. Okay. And I was maybe 15 and literally like rampaged through my dad's hardware cabinet and all of his working tools, found as many light switches as I could and wired them together in a box and then put outlets on the outside. And the idea was, well, I will just plug in these floodlights and flip switches. And then we got this really incredibly awesome light show. Uh, the first time it plugged in, there was some smoke and some burning wires. Uh, so I learned quickly, like, okay, I need to really know what I'm doing instead of just think I'm going to do a thing. But uh, yeah, so I've always been a, uh, always been a creative, always making things. Um, so my professional avenue has always been through art and design. And I was a professional designer. Oh, for many, many years. And that included everything from my own artwork to design, to publishing, to print materials, to website design. And through that avenue, there was also a passion for photography and videography. 
and that kind of runs in my family as well. My grandfather was a uh, a hobbyist, uh, but he wasn't a, a, a novice or an amateur. He he was a pretty damn good hobbyist, but he would go around the city of Buffalo, New York, and take pictures of industrial stuff uh, and steam locomotives and different things like that. Because he worked on the railroad, he worked in the freighting system. Um, little bit of steel plant stuff although he wasn't a steel plant worker but anyhow you know good old school 120 format black and white photos it was absolutely stunning um so i always loved that stuff and i've always been into it so i did design for many many years until i uh was in my early 40s had a little itch to teach so i started teaching some adjunct classes and fell in love with it and i immediately was like man how do i do this full time this is like cool stuff. So I, uh, I then entered that avenue as a full-time educator. Uh, I still am a full-time educator. As a matter of fact, I just received my promotion at tenure. For those that understand the educational system, that's a big deal. Uh, basically, it means I'm a permanent faculty member at a university now, and I can say all the nasty things I want, and it's very <laughs> difficult to get rid of me. Um but not that I'm going to do that yet, um, but yet, but, you know, even through those years of teaching, I've, well, in the first early years of teaching, when I was full-time teaching, I still did creative stuff, but I wasn't doing it as a living, right? I was just doing it as a side thing, but I really missed the creative process and working with clients and, you know, creating the actual things that are out there in the world. Um, so I immediately oh gosh, if I started teaching maybe four years into my teaching career, I went back and I started my own business in um, design. And that business in design slowly morphed into doing photography and videography. Um, so now today, not only am I a full-time educator, uh, I teach at, for those that need to know, uh, the University of Central Arkansas here in Arkansas, out just outside of Little Rock, uh, great university, great colleagues. I'm really happy there. Um, my teaching career has taken me through working at RIT in Rochester, New York, uh, Purdue University in Indiana. Um, I've had some other small stints at a university in West Virginia, uh, as well as Buffalo, uh, Buffalo State. Um, so now I'm here in uh, Arkansas, and I'm running my own business, Twist Creative Studio LLC for the plug. And uh, in that, it's it's a it's a hybrid creative agency right so we come at it with videography photography and design and the interesting thing that i see i'm a designer as a background but today i get very few clients calling me for design work uh and we could talk about that a little bit if you want to but it has a lot to do with how the internet has changed the the creative field and someone now can go on fiverr and get a logo or they can use Canva and create their own brochures and their own material. Mostly everything's gone digital. There's still print, you know, there's still print material, but it's just so easy to get a Canva account, get a pro account and have someone who has kind of an inkling of an idea of how to do design because there's plenty of good design out there. There's plenty of bad, but plenty of good to get reference from. Um, but yeah, so, you know, so that's kind of my, my, my background, who I am uh, in a quick in a quick explanation, you know, being, being in my fifties now, there's, you know, the, the story gets longer and longer. So <laughs> right, trying to, trying to cut it back. Yeah. That's uh, you know, I've explained my story, you know, on my solo shows and it's, you know, it does things do change and 
and everything. Yeah. You know, I think it's, you know, I'm going to, I'll rewind for a hot minute because you did kind of, one of the things you mentioned was, you know, is there really a need for design? And I think we had this conversation a couple of years ago, you know, when I was asking you how we were messaging on Instagram or something, like, how's the business yeah. going? And, and I think both of us kind of felt we weren't going anywhere. Now, 2020 was my, my first full year in business. So, mm -hmm. and I noticed that that was just difficult as it was because right. people didn't know to spend money or to save money, um, even though most of them spend it all. But so with that, like, I mean, is this something with design that you feel is still necessary to be done outside or you think more of these small businesses should be doing more of it their own? It's going to be a 100% yes. And, and I'll explain if you don't mind. Yes. Uh, so design without intent is merely decoration. Now, I'm not saying that someone doesn't have intent but are they intent? Are they understanding messaging? Are they understanding storytelling? And are they understanding even the elements and principles of design and how important those are to that intent that they're, that they're making? For example, are you using a square, a circle, or a triangle? And why are you using those shapes? I mean, we could start even as far as the, the basic principle of line, which is the beginning principle of all design, no matter if it's graphic design, web design, motion graphics, photography, even video and photo, right? If you don't understand what the difference is in each type of line, then call a professional, okay? Line, shape, color, value and texture those are your five elements of design and each of those comes after the previous right so once you understand line you can go to your shape and then once you have a shape you can think about your color what color are you using why are you using that color how does your audience react to that color okay um and then we go right to you know value and you know you can get deeper into color with different hues and saturation and different things <laughs> right. like that um but you know, even then when you go to texture, right? If I'm going to try to sell something to a Harley Davidson biker, I'm certainly not going to use polished materials like marble, right? <laughs> right? So, you know, all those things really start to begin to build intent, right? And then if you go to the principles of design, which are a whole nother realm of stories that I'm not going to get into right now because this isn't design class. Um, <laughs> you know, how, how is your composition? How are you putting things in? What's your hierarchy? What's your focal point? Are they able to read through the intent of information and follow through it logically? And then are you touching them emotionally? Are you creating that reaction with them and connecting with them where they're making a choice? So 100% yes. Canva is useful. Fiber is useful. Um, but I tell you this, if you have a pizza restaurant, I want you to open Pinterest and type in pizza restaurant logo. You will literally have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of logos, you know, tens of thousands. And all of them are beautiful, right? So the the idea of making design is is one thing. Like, congratulations, you are technically skilled. You can make design. But if you can't make design with intent, if you can't 
tell a story and if you can't connect to an audience then you're missing the mark right so i i caution all those to to be careful in that realm and really think about the money that you're spending and that roi that return on your investment are you getting that roi building your own stuff in canva if you are fantastic you know that's working for you um but if you're wondering why is this not working maybe you need to talk to someone that is a professional communicator and and talk about that so even in my business um right on the top of my website it says creative visionaries storytelling engineers uh because that's what it's about we're not just doing a video we're not just doing a photo we're not just making a piece of design you know we're we're visionaries right we're that creative visionary how can we come at this with your audience with your brand and make that connection and tell that story and engineer that story so it works Whew. okay i'm gonna take a breath <laughs> <laughs> so you know and i and and i think it's you did saying yes to both is is quite um i don't want to say funny as in like haha or i just think it's it's kind of behind that meaning and what you're using it for because i think that's where i'm seeing how things are going you know I, i'm not saying i've given up on my own business but i've also kind of um just changed my mindset and things kind of you know people can do all that i've even thought about going back to canva just to toy around with it because they've changed it so much i was using some of the adobe products yeah. to do design and canvas you can do oh, everything from an ipad canvas is so easy yeah and, they make and, it intuitive yeah, right. And just to kind of see what it's all about and see why people are still using it because you know, I was just having this conversation with the wife last night flipping through uh social media marketing agency and content creator and I think I can't remember what the other account type was on Instagram I was looking through and I and I was showing her the feeds and these are the things I do before I go to bed and I'm like I don't want to be like these people. I want to be something right. different. So we'll go into that at another time. Um, or maybe on your, your show, why I well, went into that, but. Well, there is a lot. I, I mean, you know, I, I'm the same way. I'm a creator. So I, you know, I'm, I'm into all the, and also owning your own business and seeing what other people are doing, having your thumb on that pulse, if you will, is important. But I, I, I think I know where you're coming from because as you scroll, it just seems numbing because nothing stands out. It's right. really hard to find something that really kind of just does it, you know? And so, so one thing you'll notice, Pete, is I, I call my show sometimes an ADHD mashup, but um, I like to just have these conversations. <laughs> and when Pete and I were doing our pre-show, he asked me about editing and I said, no, all your ums stay in the show. So um, let's see, as I say, um, <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing that I see what happens is you're, I guess, let me ask you this question. Do you feel, yeah. and we'll, we'll focus on Instagram for right now, because I, I think I see you the most on there. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think we see each other stuff because um, I only operate my business website now on Instagram because it just got to be too much to do multiple ones. Right, um, right. But I think what is more appealing if you, let's just say you go to somebody and they have all those little cute graphics and it's all the same color scheme. Does that attract your eye more or seeing somebody do different things with the client or different types of graphics because everyone talks about the aesthetic of your feed we'll just stick to instagram right. so how do you feel about that because you know mm -hmm. i and i'm yes we're friends but i also just from more of an educational standpoint or professional slash educational do you think like yeah. that is more appealing or how do you feel about it 
Um, I'm going to start with something that's going to make what I'm about to say have some credibility. If I can, you know, if, if that's the only <laughs> way to get at that. Um, and this is not a brag. This is uh, this is this is just to add uh, credibility to to what I'm about to say. Um, I teach at a university, so I have a degree, right? So I have to have a master's of fine art degree. Well, that was my second master's degree. My first master's degree is was in business marketing, um, information technology, and communication. Okay, and in that mix, there brand is really important to me. Okay, brand is kind of one of where my passions are, and to answer that question. I think, so let me give you some brand examples. Coca-Cola, okay? When you see something from Coca-Cola, you know that's Coca-Cola, okay? There is just something that they've done, and I could get into the whole breakdown of what they've done, that you just identify, this is Coca-Cola. And there's other brands that you come across, you're like, oh my gosh, I totally did not connect that that was their brand until the end because they've captivated you, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, Coca-Cola does a good job at at captivating and identifying as Coca-Cola. And those brands that just kind of captivate you and then you're like, oh my gosh, that was totally a commercial, right? Totally an advertisement. Um, You you don't feel like you've been taken because you've been entertained. Um, and there's big, huge brands at, you know, at the end that you're like, oh my gosh, that's, that was totally cool. I think Ford, for example, um, is really good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they can start doing something and you're like, oh, that's really cool. It connects with me. And then you're like, oh, that was a Ford pickup commercial. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so what, I, what I think is not necessarily uniqueness and algorithms by the way in the social media algorithms really know who you are whether it's google facebook uh those are the two main ones i'll stop there right um you know apple right there's some people that have this whole conspiracy theory they're following and they're listening yeah they are right that's what our (laughs) technology is built to do because the technology is not not only built to make our lives easier but it's also built to get information. So mm-hmm. the more information they know about you, the better they can build their 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 technology for you. But it just so happens that that information and that technology is also very helpful for other people that are willing to pay for it, mm-hmm. which is willing to make that technology better the next time, okay? So, you know, it, it's part of our lives. We can't get away from it. Um, you know, that moment where you're talking about going camping in Denver and you were looking, you know, you're like, man, we should go to Boulder or something <laughs> like that. And then you pick up your phone and start scrolling your Instagram feed because you're looking for that like goofy TikTok that was shared. And wouldn't you know it, there's advertisements for Boulder, Colorado. Okay. Yeah. So they know who we are as people, as our devices. So what we have to start doing as businesses, marketers, and communicators, most do this already, is to know your audience and know who you are. So another thing I really start to talk about is, um, you know, I've had people come to me and they're like, I need a new logo for my business. And I'm like, okay, why do you need a new logo? If I look at their logo, you know, yes, okay, you need a new logo. But I'll ask them why they need a new logo. Because 
I tell you what, there's some logos that are out there that you're like, what the heck is that? But the, the, the business is, is very successful. Um, one of those was Samsung's old logo, the one that was in the blue, blue, yeah, like rotated oval and whatnot like off kilter. It's like, yeah. what is that? Yeah. It's just nothing, but it's just a weird circle. Um, and it, what it comes down to is there is they don't know who they are as a brand yet. They don't know. They haven't identified who they are and what they represent. Right. So when people um, see that brand, they're like, it doesn't mean anything to me. It doesn't connect. I could, I'm not getting anything from it. But when you can actually create a story of your brand, a persona, an experience, a character, then that's talking to specific people. Right. So then, then you know who your target audience is and it makes it even then easier um, to, to market that. It does get very complex when it comes to the marketing tools. Um, I run my own Google ads campaign. And let me tell you, if, if you think brain surgery is complex, try, try running your own Google ad. Um, (laughs) It's, it's just bizarre. Uh, But it, 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 but it's not bizarre at the same time, uh, if you know what I mean. It's just, it's complex. So, you know, again, storytelling. So if if I'm not finding you interesting as a character, right, mm-hmm. why am I, why would I be drawn to you? Exactly. And, and <clears throat> like, like Joe said earlier, Joe and I have been friends, uh, acquaintances, friends for, for a long time. And what interests me in Joe was, um, what was the proper name hot dog trooper <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and, and that's where we'll leave that but i was like what in the world who in the heck it's like i gotta figure out who this guy i gotta i gotta say hello to this guy at least and get to know him um and we had mutual friends before we met right. um and and there was that moment where i leaned over to one of them i'm like who is that and they're like <laughs> like oh that's joe you haven't met joe yet have you and I was like, no, but you know, that's it exactly. Right. If people aren't drawn to like figure you out or get to know you, um, you know, then you got to look into that. So all the way back to the, you know, the Instagram stuff, if I'm scrolling, um, I wanted to speak to me. Right. Yeah. And the other thing is, so I'm into videography and photography and design. Um, I even have this huge passion for typography, typography, nerds unite but everyone else is going to be like, what? <laughs> but yeah. that's a whole nother story. Um, <laughs> so as I'm scrolling, I'll see photography, videography. There's another camera. There's some more gear. There's some more of this. There's some more of that. And even in those feeds, I have a hard time stopping sometimes because it's all just blending in. Uh, but when you do something that that is a little bit different and kind of catches the eye, um, that's, it's hard to do. It is very hard to do, but what you have to be willing to do is talk with the person that's helping you um, market, tell those stories, create those things, um, and just have a serious kind of sit down moment. And that takes a lot of extra time. And a lot of people don't do that. Like a lot of my clients will still come to me and they're like, I know I want to do this and I want to do that. And then we're going to put it on Facebook. And I'm like, okay. And I try to meet them and try to ask as many questions as possible. Uh, but they also, you know, uh, you know, everyone's always on a limited budget. So I think right. as you're thinking about those things 
in hiring someone to do content creation and help you with your marketing and advertising, plan plan in some extra funds or or when you start to allocate your funds, keep that as part of the component. Have a discovery meeting. Really sit down yeah. and have a conversation. And it's not a half an hour conversation. It probably won't even be an hour conversation. It might be a two hour conversation. It might be two, two hour conversations. Right. I was going to just and say then, multiple. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a planning session, right? It's like, okay, you've told me everything. It was great talking with you. Let me get some ideas together and come back. We'll talk again. And then sit down and have another hour where you have a planning conversation and and really say, okay, here's what I'm thinking. And here's how it's going to play out. Um, what do you think, you know, and have an open dialogue conversation uh, with that. Uh, you know, that's going to give you your best results in, in my opinion. Um, so. So I think, and that's a great kind of a segue into another thing that I think both of us, you know, you've, I, we had a conversation a few months back and I, and I do want to thank you for, you know, pointing me towards Thumbtack. You know, we've, oh sure. uh, Roger, my sub subcontracted photographer and I have, um, we've found a couple jobs, so that's been fun. It's been mm. a good thing. Um, Excellent. You know, just, just trying to really get some more work for us. That's just not us, you know, actual live brands. So um but I think one of the big things is, is in those discovery meetings, it's hard to go right for the jugular and say, so what's your budget? You know, mm -hmm. how much money? Right, you got? right. Because, oh, right. that's not enough. Because I think, have you found, and your clients are a little bit, you know, different than mine, because I really truly focus only on a startup level, small business, like super small, small business, or maybe a broken small business that just needs to be touched up or needs a mm -hmm. little bit more help with their content. That's my main focus, but it, sure. you know, you've got a wide breadth of, of kind of what you do. And, you know, yeah. I want to brag on you and probably a couple <laughs> more questions or segments down, but oh, thank you. Um, do you find that sometimes these meetings, um, I don't want to start unrealistic. I don't want to be rude to anyone that's a small business owner. That's going to think that we're both like, Oh my God, we're not going to do this for free. But do you find that even today that you're still seeing that challenge and the monetary value behind your work? Yes. Yeah. And no, there was no hesitation. Yes. Yeah. Um, there, there are many clients that will eventually get to that point of like, Oh, wow. Okay. I understand now. Um, let me start off with saying that I don't like to turn anyone away. And I don't think I've, I have turned a couple things away, but it was because it didn't fit my business model. And that is purely, I try to be business to business. Um, and, and I focus on commercial corporate type of work. I don't really get into private sector, um, stuff very much. Um, so, you know, when someone calls me for their wedding or engagement photos and different things like that, I, I send them on to someone that I know that can help them. And that's their focus. Um, you know, I, I, that's my thing. I strictly commercial corporate business to business kind of stuff. Um, I don't have a client that's too small. Okay. So even when small businesses come to me, my goal is I would love to help you. Right. I, I don't want to turn anyone away. Uh, and in, in that vein, I don't, right. Um, budgets are all over the place. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
um, I've worked with uh, companies like Butterball, Phillips Engineering, um, Kellark Trucking, which is more down in my area, but you know, still a national trucking company in many different places uh, uh, as far off as um oh my gosh it's i'm drawing a blank now but it is a uh country over in europe that i can't remember but i've worked with them um it started with an s it wasn't <laughs> it was something <laughs> yeah i could look it up on my computer but i'm not going to waste the time doing that um but uh alberta canada i've worked with folks out of edmonton um indiana missouri texas tennessee washington dc you know so okay you get the point yeah uh but i've worked with people right in my own backyard there was a startup here uh a beef company and uh barham's ozark beef the good old farmer charlie barham um you could see it on my website that ended up just it was supposed to be just a small like 30 second promo spot that he was going to launch on facebook it ended up being a 20 minute long short documentary film on charlie barham and his raising cattle and i'm going to pause you real quick if yeah make sure you listen to all of pete's uh whereabouts when he plugs his businesses or business at the end because you you should watch the video this is one of those oh, times yes it was amazing. thank you so it just was one of those things where we started out and i was doing it for free okay um I was just like, you know, I, I really love your startup business. He was a someone I met through the chamber, local chamber of commerce. Um, he then left the chamber and started his own beef company. I was like, that's really cool. Let's do a little 30 second spot on it. Ended up a 20 minute documentary. Um, so budgets, right? So I did that for nothing. And he to this day um, swears that that, short documentary film is what gave him that boost and that push as far as clients in getting started um i do ask every single one of my clients what's your budget okay i am not afraid to ask that question because i can't help them if i don't know where they're at okay yeah um so i've even you know, I'm just trying to like navigate my head where to go with that whole, like how much money do you make per client? And it varies uh, from nothing to thousands of dollars. Okay. Um, And even the clients that I wouldn't expect to have thousands of dollars all of a sudden have, you know, what's your budget? This is what my, I'm budgeting for this. And you're like, all right, we can, we can really do something great here. Um, And then there's big, big organizations of big companies. And you ask that same question and you're like, Oh, well, I, you know, okay. That budget's going to be a little bit challenging. We can do great things with that, but we can do it differently. Okay. So my approach then is in, I, you know, I'm not giving away any secrets and I even encourage everyone to operate this way because your customers are going to appreciate you more straight up going to appreciate you more. It's difficult at first because at first they're like, what, whoa, why do you want, right? So I, you know, I have that just like quick discovery call. It's not the discovery meeting, but it's the call. Um, hey, you've emailed me or you've called me. Here's here's what I need to know. What are you doing, right? I, I, I want to do this and I want to do that. Great. What's your intention with that? This, that, and the other thing. I'm like, well, I have, 
you know, I've got some good information here to kind of get a sense of what you're looking for. You know, there are a couple dozen photos, maybe a three minute video. Wonderful. Um, and that's going to go on social media, on your website. Fantastic. So my, my next question is, even before we move to the next phase, even before, they, before I say, let me send you an estimate, I won't even send them an estimate and I won't even give them an estimate over the phone without asking, what's your budget? So my preface is, hey, what we need to know now is, is how much this is going to cost. I'm sure you're interested in knowing what I'm going to charge you and what an estimate is for this. I said, this, this may be a very difficult question for you, but this helps me understand what I can offer you, okay? Because I have, you know, gear that can do a high level of quality and I have gear that can give a low level quality. Do I bring the entire gear truck or do I just put a backpack on my back, right? Right. Can I do this in an hour or am I going to need a full day to do this? All right. So there's a lot of variables there. So. If Joe, if you were my client, I would say, so with that in mind, Joe, have you set aside a budget for this? I have eight out of 10 say, no, I have not. Yeah. Okay. So the ones that say yes, it's very easy because it's like, okay, what's your budget? Joe, you say I budgeted $2,500 and I'm like, great. I can help you for $2,500. If you say $500, I say, great. I can help you for $500. Here's what I can give you with my services at that $500 budget. If you say $2,500, Joe, here's what I can give you at that $2,500 budget. There are different levels of, of amount of things we can do, the amount of time we put into different things, and the results obviously can be different, but you know, many times they, they don't appear that different, okay? So let's go back then to the clients that say, no, I didn't set aside a budget. I never thought of setting aside a budget. So my next question is then, are you willing to spend $5,000 on this? Right? And if they go, eh, maybe, you know, it's like, okay, I'm close. But if they go, <laughs> no, I never thought about spending that much money. I'm like, okay, that's helping me. I understand now where you're at. Is this something that you're looking to spend $1,000 on? Hmm, that's a little bit tight still. You know, I, I don't know if I could come up with that kind of money. I'm like, okay, so now we're kind of getting that ceiling down a little bit. We kind of know where we're going with this. Does does anywhere in that area sound possible for you? And then they're like, hmm, well, I think we can probably get about 700, maybe a little bit more. And I'm like, great. That's what I need to know. So if you want a video that's three minutes long and you want a two dozen photographs, at about $700, I know that I can commit to you about two to three hours of my, of my time on scene in your, you know, in your business or location. Yeah. We'll do a quick talking head video. You know, you can answer some questions. We'll do some photographs around the place and we'll wrap, you know, I'll bring in one light. I'll bring in one camera, I'll bring in my tripod and audio to capture the audio and we're good to go. But if someone's like, well, you know, $5,000 is what I budgeted for this. Well, I'm going to bring in two cams. I'm going to bring in a slider. I'm going to bring in multiple lights. Uh, I'm going to talk to them for an hour or two and we'll capture some great B-roll. 
So yeah. there, there's going to be a lot more going on. And it might even be more of a studio setup as far as photography goes, different strobes, different flashes, different camera kits and different things like that. So we're, we're, we're creating the content at a different, at a different level. So I can still give you a three minute video and 24 photos, right? But it's just going to be about time and uh, equipment that's going to make a, at least in my area, you know, um, a business, the difference for that. So, you know, it is hard to say how much are you willing to spend? And I, I have a price sheet. Okay. I can look and go, Oh, that's what I charge an hour for that. That's what I charge an hour for that. If, if it comes, that's like my last resort. And what I'll do that with that is I won't even like give them those prices. I'll say, well, thinking about what you're asking for, mm, I'm a quick figure in my head, this number. So that's how I come up with those numbers of, you know, does 5,000 sound right? Or does 500 sound right? Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, I, I took pricing down off my website, particularly mm -hmm. for, um, I think I had it up there for social media management. I took it off because as I, like, yeah. people will probably think that's high, not understanding that my prices other than just some, you know, cousin from another marriage doing their, their business that I my prices what, were super, yeah. super, almost too cheap. So if, if, if a client is price shopping, I really don't want them to come to me. Mm -hmm. uh, no, I'm not saying that I don't want to do business with them, but if you're price shopping, do your price shopping and kind of make a choice. Uh, but if you're shopping for results, if you're shopping for quality, then, then let's, let's talk, right? right? If not even quality, let me take that right out of there. Um, solutions. Yes. Because okay. that's what it is. It's problem solution. And yeah. And that's yeah. what a lot of them, uh, I don't really realize, you know, it's funny. A couple, couple months back, I was doing, some quick research over dinner. I was out traveling by myself for my day job and I was looking up and cause I was frustrated, you know, I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't get it. Like, why are people still reluctant to spend? And the average that a small business and, you know, small, small business should set back for that budget is three to 5% of their gross revenue. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking yeah. about a, a former client and I was like, well, that's about right. They were paying me about five grand a year. Um, you know, and everything and, and going that route. Cause it was a monthly thing. And, um, if you were to average it out, that's, it was like 4,800 bucks or whatever. And I was social media management and, you know, content and, and everything there. So I thought that was fairly reasonable when I was looking at receipts for them and myself. So I thought that was like, Oh, cool. Well, he was right in line, you know, and we were, we were solid and all that, but then you go and I've, I've spoken to some potential clients and like, Oh, I'm going to charge you 500 a month to manage your Instagram. They're like, Oh, that that's, that's too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and my retort is always, well, there's somebody that starts at two grand in Indianapolis. Yeah. They're one of the yeah. best, um, well, the, you know, they have a lot of clients and all that stuff and they charge two grand, but then they also yeah. charge you to make the videos, to shoot the photos. I go, my stuff's all encompassing because once I have your content, I repurpose your content. I mean, I, yeah. I refresh it and I get new and all that, but I go, that's the difference. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and there's, there is a good amount of business out there, corporations, whatever you want to uh, tag them as where spending a certain dollar amount, then they justify they've got professional 
stuff or working with a professional team or something Mm -hmm. like that um yes right sure yes you are but the amount you spend doesn't mean that you're getting a lesser quality uh product per se it can right you know and i don't want to get in the whole argument of like you get what you pay for with folks um that's the beauty of podcast too right we don't have people like jamming comments in there (laughs) um uh calling us out on different things um what I'm trying to get at the essence of what I'm trying to get at here is um, you have to believe in the person that you're working with as far as content creation and marketing um, there. And it goes back to what I said earlier, you know, you have to both have this understanding of what are the goals? What are the objectives? What are our outcomes going to be and realistic uh goals and outcomes. Uh, if somebody's like, well, you're going to increase my followers by this much. And, and those followers are going to be part of my revenue gain of this much. That's extremely difficult to predict and, and make come to fruition. It, it's, it's just the way it is. It's, um, it's a very, I don't want to call it an unstable, um, way to, to market or advertise. It's a very stable, very successful way. Um, but you have to have realistic um, understandings of, of the outcomes is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, there was something else in there I wanted to, I wanted to get at and poke at a little bit. Um, but I think I missed that. I think it's whooshed away, <laughs> whooshed away. <laughs> That's um, that, that captures me too. But you know, I think what you just said, Oh, I was, think I know what it was. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Are you sure? I don't go, want go you to lose it. your thought. Yeah, um, go for it. <laughs> value. value. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so, you know, some people are like, oh my gosh, that's way too much money for me to spend on this. Um, okay, you know, do it yourself. But, you, you know, you also have to understand that, like you said, that small investment, if you're putting aside that three to 5% revenue towards your your marketing, towards your advertising, towards your promotion and, and whatnot, um, that's, that, that's kind of normal. I don't know. It, I guess I'm trying to find a way to, to, to approach that conversation and you can't convince people to spend their money, Um, but, you know, trying to help them understand the value of, of their investment is really important. I mean, yeah, people, people put value, uh, success on outcomes. Um, but it's so hard to even know how many people, have like viewed right so mm-hmm. google has a thing called impressions so if right. they google a certain thing and you show up in the google search there that's an impression so even though they didn't click on you you still quote made that impression okay right. so even in social media even if people are scrolling and they come across your your uh posts or your sponsored ad or whatever it might be even though they didn't click you've still made an impression right you've put something in front of them that they seen it's it might be subliminal it might stick with them or they might be like oh that was interesting so repetition is important how much how many times are you making that impression with them where they're like wow okay maybe i should look into these folks right because sometimes it takes a lot of time for people to finally go you know what i'm going to look into who this is i'm going to check this out um so yeah 
Yeah. And that's, I think that's a tough thing. Um, you know, and it, and now that you're just even bringing up running ads and everything, I, I, and I don't know if you've noticed this as well, but I, I kind of feel bad because I click on the people's ads on Instagram. Cause that's where I, you know, I play on the most just cause I like the little, the fun content creation part of it with reels mm-hmm. and everything. And yeah, but I keep, I feel like there should be like, uh, before you pay to boost this ad, are you sure you want to pay for this area? I got a steakhouse. I don't even remember where it was. It's at least a 20 hour drive. And oh, wow. I'm getting those ads in Indianapolis. I'm like, great mm. food looks cool. You, yeah. just pay, you just paid for me to look at this and I'm yeah. never going to visit your restaurant. Right. So Cause I, you want to see how they're running that ad and what, you know, what their ad brings up. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I, cause I'm like, Oh, maybe that's here and I'll click on it. And I'm like, this isn't like Texas. I'm like, I don't plan on going to Texas for another year or two. So, you know, that's not in the cards right now. I mean, mm-hmm. there's right. got some trips planned for down there, but I'm like, I'm not what? So yeah. I, I don't know. Have you felt with some of your, cause I know we talked about this, you know, offline a while back about, do you feel sometimes with your, your Google ad impressions or some of your spin there, do you feel that some of that's erroneous? You know, that's where, a great question. Yeah. Um, I do not specifically because I am in the weeds on my settings, uh, for my campaigns. Um, Google constantly sends me, um, uh, what do they call, what, do, what does Google call them? I, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, suggestions, right? Yeah. So they send me suggestions for my, for my ad. They're like, do you know, you're doing a matched phrase for this you should change this to a broad search. Um, a broad search is anything that you put in there as a, as a search phrase. So professional videography service, right? Yeah. I set mine as a match. So they're looking for professional videography. Let's say that's what it's just that simple professional videography. That's a match. I want that to match. But if I change that to a broad search, all the word has to be as professional and you could put in the 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 second half of that. You could be a professional cat a hole, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, my ad could pop up. So you know, they send you suggestions. You have to be very very aware of um, how that all affects your your campaign. So as far as even location, I have very specific locations that I have chosen, and you do that via um, well. There's multiple ways that Google Ad runs that. Um, I've done mine mainly through zip code um mm-hmm. but i've put in specific areas and they're constantly sending me suggestions hey if you broadened your area <laughs> and i'm like but you don't understand i don't want this from this area um i don't want someone in oh gosh uh, i want to be careful because i don't want to say well what's wrong with my town um there's nothing wrong with a particular town but i just know that certain towns don't have any businesses in them, right? Don't have right. any corporate corporate commercial work. So why would I aim for a small town in the middle of Arkansas where somebody could be typing in video production because one, they are maybe getting married two, maybe they want to go to college for that or whatever their search reasons might be and have my business pop up and have them out of curiosity, like, oh man, maybe I could work for this company someday. Um, and then they click on my page and I'm paying for curiosity, 
I don't want to pay for curiosity. I want to pay for leads. So um, intent. So with you're talking about the steakhouse, what I'm pursuing, assuming, assuming, presuming um, is they probably have someone that's not does, you know, someone who doesn't do that for a living, but they, Mm -hmm. they also, you know, design the menu and they also, you know, figure out, uh, what the placemats are going to be or, or whatever yeah. it might be. Right. Right. Um, so their thing isn't to go in deep into those tools and really use the tools for the best benefit of their, of their money. So their ad spend could be more targeted, more specific targeted. Like I would give, even love to get more specific targeting on mine. Mm-hmm. I wish Google would allow me to use age as one of my targeting tools. And I can't, I don't see that if it's out there, somebody send me a message uh, and and tell me how to do that for age demographics too. But right now it's just location. I would even love Google to give me the opportunity to set like even dollar income. And, and I hate to sound like that because yeah. it's like, man, you're being a real jerk here. Um, but I, my business is in business to be in business and to make money. It's a for-profit uh, business. Yeah, that's the, way it, that's the way it works. Um, so if I have a very specific targeted audience, I would love to have as much control to target that audience that I that I want. And that's I don't yeah, I don't need 15 to 18 year olds no like, clicking yeah. clicking on my ad. So to have that control to to manage that would be would be nice i and i think that's you know that's a a great point on you know getting even for you that's down to the root of the weeds you know um and and i kind of agree there it's kind of why i stopped with google ads i mean yeah you can i have my zip codes pretty tight to where i want to work because i don't want to get too far away since i do my business in a part-time capacity and like well this is what i can do and um I think that is one of the challenges. Now, when I boost an ad like on Instagram or Facebook, you do have a little bit more of that control. Um, mm-hmm. and you can you can narrow down the age because you know I'm getting you know teenage kids that just got their Instagram account and tapping on my boosted ad, and it I'm like, yeah. well, unless they're gonna tell their mom who runs a hair salon to hire me, like I don't you know I don't want them to see what I'm paying for. You yeah, know, I don't care if they see all my my reels and all that stuff. That's what that's for, but. You know, and and it's kind of going there and seeing how you can can change and tweak. And what I think I was noticing with the the Google ads, and I kind of just use my regular the regular business profile before I would run ads. I just kind of see what's trending on my search hits and doing you know doing that before running an ad again. Or maybe I would, um, you know, with the landscaper I was working with, I would change up some of his services and everything and then and then leaf season he would always want to run ads so that way i would know okay what's really hitting right now what are some key phrases and and we would tweak yeah. it and then i was like okay if you're gonna run right now is the time to run because we were i mean it's not a lot we were getting like twenty thousand hits a month just organically which isn't horrible for a small business no, you know, without no paying anything. um wasn't getting a whole lot of a whole lot of leads and then we did a paid ad and then even after the stop ad like we stopped the ad it it picked back up so you gotta you gotta play around and tweak and do all that but the problem i think i was having with my my business with pixels and peeps is i really felt there's a lot of robo clicks there's a lot of like the bots oh yeah on stuff and 
And it's so hard for you to know. And then you can pay for services that will help you against that. I'm like, no, like not mm-hmm. happening. Right. So, um, you know, and I just, I just had that moment of non-clarity where I had another <laughs> segue question I yeah. was going to go into. Well, the, the more, the more you get into the weeds on your ads, whether it's Google, Facebook, Instagram, even LinkedIn ads, uh, for that yeah. matter, um, the, the more you get into the fine tuning settings, the more you're going to be able to control those, um, unnecessary clicks. Um, like I, my business gets thousands of impressions, thousands of impressions, but I have very specific headlines and descriptions as well as all those other things I've been talking about where very few unnecessary clicks happen. Um, and, and I don't currently have the conversion rate that I want. So I have to look into it even a little bit more. Um, and, and that's even difficult to understand because if people are clicking, right, they've seen something, they're like, okay, I think this is right. Um, but then I'm like, okay, there must be something on my website. That's, that's not hook. You know, I, I don't quite have the hook right yet. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, but as long as you get into the really fine tuning settings, you're going to eliminate a lot of that bot click and a lot of those unnecessary ad clicks, like a steakhouse that's 20 miles away that, you know, 20 minutes away that you're just not going to drive to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And however it works out. So yeah. I, I think, um, you know, that that's what I think all of us are challenged with and everything. And, you know, cause we're all, I guess one of the easiest ways to say it, we're sometimes we're competing for the same dollar out there. Oh yeah. So, so I guess um, I was really trying to think if I wanted to go down that road or go down the other road. So let's um, let's just really, I think, get to it. And, you know, really, Pete, how social is your, your media right now? Like, um, not as social as it should be. Um, my, my, my strongest uh, marketing advertising success has been Google ads. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was just trying to allow my social media to be my main marketing and advertising tool, it was, it was bleak. It, it was bleak. Um, now I will also admit to say that, I'm not using it to its full capacity um, because I'm not certain how my business fits into that social media um, vibe. Okay. And it is mostly because I'm not a private, um, I don't do business like, you know, with someone who wants engagement photos or pregnancy photos or you know an engagement newborn video or whatever it might be um so when we're scrolling through social media it's mostly for our personal gain and our personal experience very few businesses will jump onto instagram and scroll to see what other businesses are doing they do right but it's Mm -hmm. more it's more of a what are they doing? What should we be doing? Should we be doing what they're doing? Can we do something different within what they're doing? Um, so it's not that they're on there like scrolling and searching for a video and photography production uh, team, right? So that's why my social media is more for, um, it's gained more for clients, 
Okay. So for example, I just did event photography for Butterball, um, the great turkey suppliers uh, of our nation uh, and beyond even, right? right? So I did I did event photography for them. And my goal is to, you know, tag them, mention them uh, and whatnot in those different social media posts um, and gain their their awareness, um, gain their followers awareness, gain their employees awareness. For example, that Butterball uh, Turkey event on LinkedIn post a couple of the um, the quick shots and some shots from my um, from my iPhone not necessarily from the, the event shoot. And, um, you know, it had month long interactions from their team, from people that are, that follow Butterball that are from different marketing agencies that are from different creative agencies and different things like that. Um, so that's where, that's where my social media kind of gets the, um, the growth from, and it's not huge. Like for the business, the social media stuff is pretty darn small. Like I'm a little bit like embarrassed small. Uh, but but like I said, you know, for for how I'm trying to target my business, and that's how other businesses like mine in our area also use social media. They're they don't have any sponsored or boosted ads because they're not just looking for the person that's sitting on their couch that knows they've got to clean those leaves up, but they really don't care to, you know, right. Eventually going like, Oh, perfect. I know how to handle this now, you know? Right. And, and I think that's, um, I think for some of us, it does become, you know, does your social media become a portfolio? Does it, which is kind of to some, you know, everyone's got their, it's, it's all opinionated. You know, some people think, mm-hmm. well, right. you shouldn't just use your social media for, a portfolio like just don't do that like you need to you know do this yeah. and but here's I my, couldn't, you know i couldn't care less about follower count so that's one thing right on, on my it, end so and i'm this and i'm the same way um it would help i know it would help but he, here's here's how social my social media is to me it's about my personal connections as far as business goes mm-hmm. all right word of mouth is still one of the most important aspects of how we market right so it's not necessarily that a random person sees that but if i've done i've done business with uh, we're on the butterball kick so i'll keep that going um so their people see it right and their people are aware of it um i'm a member of um the local chamber of commerce uh in north little rock i'm looking into joining the little rock chamber i'm uh, joined the state chamber of commerce. Um, I have different leads groups. I'm part of the better business bureau here in Arkansas, uh, as a member there. So I'm, I'm working with different people and I'm sharing with them at the different events and, and the different leads groups and the different conversations, my social media. And because we become friends through those, through those quote networking groups, we follow each other's businesses right Right. so they're sitting at home doing their personal thing and because they follow me because of our connection they're like oh that's right you know tommy down the street does this business where he has copy machines and they need to update their website with some new video and some new photo 
I should really connect Pete with this, right? Yeah. So that's the social of my social media. So I'm using that social media as a bridge, if you will, mm-hmm. um, with those different networking groups. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's that's the biggest part, you know, part of it is, you know, community. And that's, you know, one of the things I kind of, I don't want to say a tagline or whatever, but it is, you know, helping small businesses realize that they need to be social with their social media. And right, I, I don't care about, I'm going to say this and it's going to hang me out to dry, but <laughs> I don't care about the algorithm. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I yeah. the algorithm can kiss my grits. So, um, because I look at it this way, you might get a lot of interactions with, well, I'll just use a reel. I posted a reel yesterday, something simple, fun, whatever. I'm stuck in my house. I wanted something to do. It wasn't what I wanted, but I had the content. So I'm a content creator. I'm going to, I'm not going to say throw something together, but I put something together, 7,000 views. I don't know nice. how many likes, whatever like that. And it was fun because that's what I, you know, you want people to interact and see something fun, see something they're not going to see um, and doing all those things. I don't, if it's a regular post, I'll go back to, I had a post the other day of some photos. Nobody shared it. Nobody saved it. Cause it's, it's save, share, comment like that's that's the priority order for for skynet or instagram however you want to call it and i don't care about that you know if somebody saw that and they're like oh that's a great picture like you said they're gonna be like i saw this great picture the other day i i i liked it i'm gonna go back to it or you know or they comment and you're supposed to engage with so many comments or you know captions a day you're i'm supposed to go to twist and be like oh my god this is great And then I'm supposed to go to another small business. Oh my God, this is great. You know, or whatever that interaction is. The more activity you have, right. Boost the algorithms or how many times your stuff's going to show as far as ads and randoms. And yeah. And just all the different things. And I, I'm one of those people and, and genuine or or disgenuine, however you want to say it is I don't comment on anything. If I don't like it, like, I'm not going to just go, right. I don't comment on your stuff just because we're friends. I comment on your stuff because I like stuff. You know, it's like, you know, it's, it adds value to what we're seeing on, on social media. So, and I think right. that's, that's one of the big problems. And ironically, I saw a, a social media manager here in town and she w- was making fun of it on a reel about the algorithm and all that stuff. And, you know, oh, I'm, there are people who are telling me I'm supposed to do this. And she's like, I don't even care. And you know, she goes yeah, off and starts yeah. playing with her kids. So I think that's the, the, as things evolve, I don't know if you're seeing it, if you're seeing it or if you feel it, but I think to an extent, I think there's an opportunity for all of us, either from our side of it, or even just as person, as a, a, as people where we should be able to take a little bit of that power back. If we stop interacting with the algorithm and, and, and do those things. I, do you feel that that's something that could happen? Do you, do you see that could be a trend? <sighs> that's or, a good one. Cause Instagram let you change your feed style. They let you do timeline yeah. or, you know, and all that. Then you have favorites yeah. you can view and, you know, Facebook's got their own things and, and, and LinkedIn is its whole other ball of wax. So. Yeah. Um, that's a really great question. I would love that to happen. Um, it okay that's a weird weird statement i had in my mind my mind was that the people aren't paying these (laughs) social media platforms so why do the people matter that's excuse me indirectly though 
if we're doing the interactions that are creating the clicks that are creating the paid for the businesses to the platforms, you would think there'd be more interest in, in what the people have to say as far as input, whether it be actual verbal input or, or reaction. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. And think that's a big part of the challenge. Excuse it's me. all it's all monetary gain, obviously. Yeah. We know it's all part of the. I'll just say the yeah. machine, just to be funny, but. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, oh my goodness, I have got a scratchy scratch going on here. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat for a minute. <laughs> Am I back? Okay. No, back. you're back. Yes. You're full okay. back. Full on. Um, so you just use the word machine and, you know, we talk about machine learning, AI. That's mm-hmm. how all these ads know what to feed you. It, your habits and what you're looking at will change everything. Um, you know, I'm going to be the grim reaper here and say, I, I doubt it. I, I really do. I, I don't think we will gain that back. So what we have to do as far as consumers, right? Changing mm-hmm. my hat for a minute um, is just be aware. Like you said earlier about the steakhouse, right? You yeah. know that you're not helping. <laughs> you're yeah. not helping the fact of the algorithms or that person's ad campaign or what they're going to send you next as far as suggested ads. So that's where, that's where we as consumers can make that difference, right? Um how many people do you know that actually click on the little X that says, I don't want to see any more ads like this? You know, that's, that's a great question. And, yeah. and I, I honestly, now that you say that I may have to write a note or something. I should have put a notepad by me. Um, <laughs> cause you know, like, cause I use anchor so I can with Spotify, I can put that as a question, but that's, that's really, really interesting. Um, I'll give you my take on it. I do it. I'll say five to 10% of the time. If it's, I, I think I may have done it with the steakhouse one, but I, I will go on there and, and I will put on there. It's irrelevant. And sometimes you can either add feedback or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You know, uh, kind of. it's like surveys, mind. right? It's yeah, like it surveys. Really How many people like are like, Oh, I don't want to take the survey and you don't. Um, so all those things are intended to make the experience better for you. So if you're not using those tools, you're, you're not helping. So, you know, I don't want to be that guy that's out for coffee with uh, with Joe from Pixels and Peeps and have him complaining about these crappy ads he keeps seeing yeah. when I can say, well, Joe, all I have to do is interact with those and say that you're not interested in that. Yeah. Uh, you know, same thing about a bad doctor's experience. Like, oh, they're the worst doctors in the world. Why are they still in business? It's like, well, did you leave them a Google review? Did you uh, take their survey? Did you give them a rating? You know, it's like, well, if if people aren't aware we can't make the changes. We can't make it better. So I do hear a lot of people like, you know, making those comments and it's like, well, say something, speak up, you know, as consumers, we have so much power. So I'll flip that though. I mean, are, how often are you finding yourself doing that to help clean it up? So, um, recently I've actually been probably a 50, 50, um, like, yeah. Yeah. Once it becomes something where it's an annoyance, that's where I'm like, okay, you know, that's enough. Um, I went on my computer to help my wife purchase some 
uh, Vibram shoes, no plug for Vibram. This is not sponsored by Vibram. Um, <laughs> but we did it on my machine because she was having issues on the phone. The phone experience wasn't working, whatever. So we logged in, we did it. Now I cannot get rid of Vibram ads on my Facebook or my Instagram. Is in, you know I don't know how many times I've clicked irrelevant, irrelevant, irrelevant. Stop showing this to me. Um, I hope soon it goes away. You know, maybe if I start shopping for something else, it'll replace it. Um, but again, that's also Vibram paying the money to say, oh, that person is of interest to me because they looked and they shopped. So I'm going to yeah. keep sending them stuff. Yeah. Yo, so. and, that, and a creepy thing, just just to stick for that for one minute, give an example. Yesterday, um, nobody followed me. Um, had, had that reel that I put up, it's, uh, you know, it's not sponsored by Mountain Dew, but you know, I wanted to play around with it. I just bought a little small light box to, uh, take, you know, product photography, you know, photos in or whatever. And, um, I was just playing around with it, you know, use the stranger thing sound, you know, I'll throw all this together. And I had somebody message me they're like, oh my God. Or they commented on the, the reel, like, where did you get that light box? I was like, Amazon, I'll DM you the link. So I went on, copied the link from my, my order and, and sent it to them, you know, and they're like, oh my God, you know, great. Thanks. You know, love your content. You know, we had a great interaction. Wouldn't, you know, hours later I get on Instagram or on Facebook and there it is. Now I know they're both the same company, whatever, but yeah, I, just thought yeah. it, I just thought it was ironic that it, I just sent that on Instagram a few hours ago yeah. and now the same damn light boxes yeah they're like hey you need one of these it's like i have that yeah i'm like great job great job yeah so uh you know and that also comes down to um you know who like i said earlier have a conversation with Mm -hmm. the people that are helping you create the content helping you push the content out there um get you know i guess this sounds cliche but get it right um intent yeah, have intent uh, because these big, huge conglomerates like Vibram uh, and Amazon and whatnot, um, they have the money to just no. plaster, plaster thousands of dollars at it and not care yeah. and not care about like all the all the Joes in the world that are getting repeats of stuff they've bought and telling them to buy it again because it's irrelevant. They're all about volume. Yeah. And volume and quantity and they have the funds to put it that um but if you have a particular budget have intent and really think about that target in in how you're applying those funds not and it has to be funds not just to make the thing but to get the thing out there um and and getting the right people to help set that up and and whatnot you know it's it, it's complex but it it, it can be managed so I think the last question I'm going to have for you, um, yeah. and and I, I know you're going to try to be sneaky with it. So, um, all right, I'm ready. And I'm going to I'm going to lowball. If I were to give you ten thousand dollars and gave you two options to use that for 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 twist, and those options were option A is you can use that ten grand, and all of it has to go to paid advertising. And, you know, to help market your business and all that, or option B is use that 10 grand and whatever creative solution that you would need to overcome any objections that you're having to organically boost your company. 
because you wouldn't be paying for advertising. You'd be creating advertising. So which one would you rather do with that 10 grand? Ooh, I'm not giving you okay. 10 grand, but yeah, just, just oh, man. I, I was ready to, uh, <laughs> I, right. I was ready to send you a square invoice. Um, okay. I would have to, I would have to go goodness. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so in full disclosure, well, that's not really organic then. Okay. So I was going to say, I would love in full disclosure, I would love to kind of split this up, maybe, <laughs> you know, one third, two thirds with one third going to organic and two thirds going to paid. I can't do that. So if I had to, I would go full on paid because I can control it more. Okay. okay. I can control it more organic. It, the algorithms even for organic stuff fluctuate so much. Okay. Um, whether it be, you know, the, the main platforms, Google or Facebook, uh, or even LinkedIn for that matter. Um, the, there's no, there's no knowing, uh, if I'm using the right words, it's, it's definitely more of like, well, I hope this works. Um, that that's my take on it. That, that, you know, just from my experience, right. I don't want to say that it's the same for everybody. Cause that's, that's not true. I, I have a friend that runs a, um, he does website design and networking and he doesn't do any paid stuff. None whatsoever. He does a lot of networking, which helps him out a lot, but all of his growth is organic. Um, Barms Ozark beef. I've talked with him, all of his stuff, is organic and he's just using his google profile his google business profile mm -hmm. and just posting like crazy on that like just posting like crazy and that's where his growth is coming from um it's working now but it may not work in a month right Correct. um and you really have to kind of know what's happening out there as far as google you have to know what's happening not as far as google but even as far as what people are searching for because one day they might be searching for ribeye steaks. The next day they're going to be searching for top sirloin. Maybe it's kebab meat. So if you're not aware of what the, what the big searches are happening at the exact time, right. Um, you're going to miss. Yeah. The trends you're going to <clears throat> kind of, so organic really operates often. Like, like you say, trends and whatnot. Yeah. Great. So, so I would definitely put all that into, into paid advertising where I can focus on the control, uh, personally right no and, and you know i think that's that's a great way of putting it i know when you know i you and i spoke a couple months back and you were talking about your google ads and just even how thumbtack kind of got you some traction and you know the uh chambers of commerce and and all yeah. those things that you've done and you know and even the the really quick i'm sorry as I, as i keep going on here the thumbtack i've changed a lot of my settings on thumbtack so mm -hmm. I went from just taking anyone that's looking for something and yeah. willing to give me a, a, a check to, I don't want to work for anything less than this, right? Whether it be yeah. distance or money or different things, but still being a member on there, when someone does a search, perhaps um, it comes up, you know, where I'm still in that Google search, that organic Google search results, because I'm a part of that uh um, that lead generation uh, web tool. But yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, and, and, you know, like I said, we've taken a couple jobs off of it and then some of them it's like, you want what for what? I'm like, well, that's a two hour round trip drive. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Mm, thanks. Yes. I'm glad you some of those lead generation me. services can, can not work out, but uh, sometimes they do. Yeah. Sure. It's yeah. Uh, definitely a challenge. So, all right, Pete, well, tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah. Um, is there any words of wisdom? Like what was the moral of our story? Did we get to an end? <laughs> I think we, we did. I think you yeah. told me how your how social your media is. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's a challenge. It's definitely a challenge. Um, seek professional help, talk with somebody, get it worked out. Yeah. So as far as where they can find me and twist creative studio, um, you can, type in twistcreativestudio.com, go right to the website. You can find us on Facebook. Um, just put that in the search, Twist Creative Studio, and it'll come up. On Instagram, we have a little bit different of an account um, um, name there. It is T-W-I underscore S underscore T. That has a lot to do with our, our logo design. So the S and the T are backwards in twist. They're twisted. Um and you'll know it's us because there's a backwards S on top of a, a three-dimensional box surrounded by some like iris blades to represent photo and video and creativity because they we have the rainbow of colors. And, uh, you know, when I start talking to people about, you know, that idea of pitching on a budget and different things like that, when I ask them, what's your budget? The first thing I say to them is like, so our business twist creative studio even in our logo it represents what we do so one of our twists is we want to know what your budget is so we can fit in your budget we want to work with you we don't want to say no because you don't have money right mm -hmm. so that's that's a big part of it so everyone has everyone asks where's how'd you come up with twist creative studio and it's like well here it is right we're a creative studio we do a lot of different things but we do things differently you know, I call it the backflip approach and I just can't do backflips. Otherwise it'd be even cooler. You know, talk about an Instagram reel. Well, that might be a really great one though, if I fail. Um, but yeah, twistcreativestudio.com, twistcreativestudio on Facebook, TWI underscore S underscore T on Instagram. Uh, and I'm on LinkedIn as well with the business under Twist Creative Studio. And if you do care so, you can even find me out there. Um, if you find any of those other ones, you'll find a path that leads back to me as well. And if you want to email me, you can email me at Pete at twistcreativestudio.com. Great. Yeah. That's um, I, I would definitely suggest, you know, even just from, um, you know, understanding who you or the business are definitely, you yeah. know, at least you have a follow on LinkedIn. You don't necessarily have to connect. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. You know. Yeah. And um, I will work anywhere. What anywhere. You, what, what do you need? What's your budget? Let's make this happen. Yeah. Let's, let's do if, it. If we can. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because I'm not going to New York City for 200 bucks. That's yeah. not going to happen. You're not? Oh no, my goodness. I just don't see that happening. It's it's hard to sometimes go across the city for 200 bucks yeah. anymore. <laughs> I could ride my bike to New York City with 200 bucks probably. If I lived on hamburgers and water. That, right. <laughs> hamburgers <laughs> are good fuel. So, yeah. well, man, it's been great. Uh, I, you know, I'm glad we can finally make this happen. Um, yeah and everything and we'll we'll continue to to keep each other going on socials and and you know send him work and like you know like you said you you heard where he's at please find him 
um, give his stuff a, a good look over and some some high fives and fist bumps over the interwebs because him and him and one of his partners, uh, Caleb, who helps out as well, they they both yeah. do some phenomenal work. So thank you very much. Um, and it's definitely inspiring. And I don't just say that because you know I know you on a different level. It's it's great work. So um, and, and check out the beef documentary, everybody. Please go check it out. Like that was yeah, really cool Charlie. Concept. Yeah, it's just a great story. It's got a great feel for it too. So. All right, sir. Well, I appreciate it. And everybody, it's been real. Um, again, it's Joe from Pixels and Peeps. This is how social is your media. And we will talk to you soon.